Welcome back to another episode of Into the Airbnb, where we talk with Airbnb hosts about their short-term rental experience. Today's guest is Janelle Hicks from Carlsbad, New Mexico, who has been an Airbnb host since 2017. She manages some listings in Carlsbad and Ruidoso, New Mexico. And today, she'll share with us her experience being an Airbnb host and also some very useful tips. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Can you tell me how did you get started on Airbnb? Sure. So, um, I we moved to Carlsbad, New Mexico for my husband's job and I was home with a a like a newborn baby and a two-year-old. Um, and we had some extra money from the sale of our house in Arizona. So um there was this little house on the market um for it was I think forty thousand. Um it's only six hundred square feet. So um and I just would go look at it and thought, you know, let me turn this into Airbnb. So I did, we bought it, we fixed it up. Um, did a little bit of like rehab on it and then listed it on Airbnb and it's it's been kind of building ever since then. We started with that one and then it seemed like each year we bought another one and then the next year we bought two more, et cetera. So oh, so how long ago was that? So that was um I think 2017 we bought our first one. Okay, great. So in the areas you're hosting, because you told me you were hosting in two cities, how is the seasonality like in those cities? So Carlsbad to me is more of like a, a year-round thing. Um, it seems like there's a little bit of a lull in January and February. Um, and then it's otherwise pretty, I mean, and, and it's a little slower in September right after school starts, but otherwise we're right near the national park. So people come pretty much year round and it's a cave. So it's not like, it's not like it's, it's not good certain times of the year. So, um, people come mm -hmm. all the time. Um, in Rudoso, that one is a lot more seasonal because people come specifically for the snow or they come to get, to get away from the heat. Um, So like Christmas is really big. February is pretty slow. Um, although it was pretty good this year. So, um, and it's much more like the weekends tend to book versus the weekdays lower. Okay. Good to hear that. And in the high season versus the low season, How is your average occupancy rate like? Yeah, and highest, I mean, in the summer, basically from June to August, we're we're like 100% booked um, or more. In the low season, I'd say like 70, 25, maybe 6% occupancy at um, in Rudoso. But in Carlsbad, it tends to be pretty full, maybe 95 the lowest do you run short-term rentals in all of your listings yeah so um i've started occasionally taking like travel nurses but mostly they're all yeah two to three nights. um 
so occasionally I'll take like a travel nurse for a three month stint, but um, I don't discount the rate that much just because it's, I mean, it'll book if I leave it on Airbnb too. So, so what would be your pricing strategy for your listing? So a couple of months out, I usually have higher rates. Um, people who book in advance, I, you know, they'll, they'll get the higher, the higher pricing, but they get to choose their dates versus um, usually within, you know, maybe two weeks out or whatever. If I'm not full, any empty nights, I reduce the rate. Um, and I try to stay kind of right in the middle of similar listings for, for my area. Um, we take really nice photos and I do really nice, you know, decor. So, um, so they stand out online, but yeah, the, the pricing, I usually just drop it maybe the week before if I have like an empty night. And if I have like single nights all by themselves, sometimes they'll go lower than the average rate. But, um, in general, my rates in Carlsbad. I mean, it varies because some of the houses are like a one bedroom. And so like a one bedroom would go at like, you know, $89 a night. I'd say they would be the average plus a cleaning fee on top of that. And then the bigger houses in Carlsbad. So like a three bedroom, I lift those usually like a hundred. Well, during the summer, like up to $149 a night. Um, and then add the cleaning fee on top of that. Um, and then in Rudoso, that's a cabin. It's like a six bedroom, three bathroom. So that one I price like usually like $300, $400 a night up to like $900 a night at Christmas time. Okay, I see. Do you get to use any pricing solution for your pricing or do you do market research on your own only? So I looked at it. Um, At, at pricing solutions or whatever. Um, and I used actually one for a little while, but I didn't see a huge difference versus me just like, you know, watching and also just having done it for four years now, I have a pretty good idea of what, you know, what the rates are. And also I can tell based on how many bookings I'm getting. Like if I get too many bookings all at once, I'll drop the price. I mean, I'll raise the prices a little bit because I don't mm -hmm. want it to fill up too fast. So it's really mm -hmm. just based on if, you know, if my calendar is completely full, I know I'm too cheap, um, especially if it's like two months out. So if I start getting a lot of bookings, like right now it's March. So if I started getting a whole bunch of July bookings, I'd start raising my rates for July because I feel like clearly that's in demand. So um, yeah, I don't know. I just like doing it myself. <laughs> Sounds like a good strategy though. Yeah. Um, so um, throughout the years you have been running Airbnb, what have been your top challenges? Um, finding cleaners was a hard thing at the beginning, but um, now I've got a pretty good team. Um, we did at one point have to like, you know, my main cleaner, my head cleaner, um, decided she didn't really want to have to manage other people anymore. So we've started using turnover BNB. Um, and that, that has been good to us. Um, you know, and it, it has more flexibility as far as like, if somebody needs to, you know, 
drop a day and we can add somebody else in or whatever. So um, that was a challenge. And then, I mean, other than that, it's just, it's, you know, I, you know, dealing with guests that are not used to New Mexico or not used to, New Mexico is kind of an interesting place. Like there's like one, one guest, we had a bunch of complaints one time about go ahead in the yard. And that's not even something I can control. They, they like float in the air. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you could, if they've been out hiking or whatever, they'll bring them back. It's, it's hard to, it's something that's really hard to mitigate and dust can be the same thing. You know, if you leave a window open in New Mexico, like you will get dust inside the house. So things mm-hmm. like that. Um, or people who just don't like the look of like the neighbor's house or whatever, which again, New Mexico is compared to some people who are used to like, you know, a Dallas or a Houston or a subdivision somewhere. Um, New Mexico is kind of unique in that way. Like there's some architecture, that's not so much architecture as they just did it themselves or um, I don't know, just some creative <laughs> house decor and things like that out here that I don't think you see as much in other places. Oh, so people just complain about other people's houses? I've had a couple people, yeah, that like they stay, I mean, one of our houses in particular is, it's not that it's a bad area. It's just the house next to ours is really ugly and like poorly. I mean, I won't say poorly maintained. It's just like they have a poor design sense <laughs> it's just ugly <laughs> uh-huh. and so um we've had guests show up and see that and be like oh well it's a bad neighborhood or whatever it's, it's not it's just um people watch like tv shows about um you know like there's um, the breaking bad tv show and stuff like that and then they come and mm-hmm. they see a house that's got you know some crazy you know paint colors and whatever and then they think oh like this house is sketchy and it's you know <laughs> it's really not my my fault you know my house mm-hmm. is fine and you know whatever but um yeah it's really weird that they complain about that so yeah. now that you you've talked about guests uh have you had any major troubles or even small troubles with um nightmare guests I've had some nightmare guests. Yeah, we've had, let me see. We had one guest who showed up, um, basically dropped his kids off and then disappeared. So we showed up to clean and it was just like some little kids in the house um, by themselves. So that was, you know, and we're calling the guest and, you know, I mean, we... (laughs) I ended up calling child services because I was like, I don't know what to do. These children are just here. Um, And let's see, we've had guests who've had like, you know, drug use in the houses, things like that, where we have to do a full deep clean after they leave. Um, We've had guests who, we've never had a party really just, I mean, at the cabin, we've had people who had, clearly they had a party, but they cleaned up mostly after themselves. Um, and things break and stuff like that, which doesn't really bother me usually. Um, you know, the, the worst one for me was definitely the one where they, they like left their kids 
at the house. And eventually they did like, you know, come back, but it was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that was a hardcore experience. Yeah. And how did you get to deal, for example, with the guests who use drugs in your property? Do you get to message them and tell them you're going to charge them a little bit more because of the smell or stuff like that? Yeah, so the, the most recent one, for example, it actually, the guests had stolen somebody's credit card, booked the house. And so the person whose credit card it was messaged me saying, hey, I didn't make this reservation. It's not me in the house. And so we had to call Airbnb. Um, and then we actually, we called the police and um, the police said not to go to the house. So be, me being me, we uh, we drove out to the house, but we just we didn't knock on the door or anything. We just kind of staked it out. And just watched as the police kind of banged on the door and one guy ran out the back and <laughs> it was the whole thing. But, um, and we got it when we, the police had left or whatever. So we did a file report. And then when we went in, you know, there was like a smell and there was like, you know, like paraphernalia or whatever. So, um, you know, we, we basically placed a, a claim with Airbnb saying that we had to do extensive cleaning, which we, you know, we had to wipe down basically everything and throw away some things and, um, you know, make, fix a couple things. And, and I mean, the big thing is just cleaning because you want to be really careful about, you know, you don't know what kind of chemicals they were. So, um, mm -hmm. professional crew in to come and clean, do a deep clean and, um, And yeah, and Airbnb, I think ultimately didn't actually pay out the entire claim. And they paid out, I don't know, a good portion of it, but not not everything I felt like they should have done. But I was glad they covered anything considering it was like a stolen credit card and all that. So, um, but I mean, I'd say on the whole, like this is, I mean, I have, I forget how many houses, <laughs> but, um, you know, out of all of those, we've had maybe three or four bad guests and other than that it's all been good okay sounds good then but those have been some great experiences for you <laughs> oh yeah um uh, would you recommend uh for people to start airbnb in new mexico not not because of these crazy guest stories but can be for um In case there's any regulation or anything? Yeah. Um, you know, my city is actually pretty lenient. Um, Carlsbad itself, I think the rule is is like if you have more than four units, um, and that's in a single property. So um there's like a tax, there's a lodger's tax basically, and then that's basically it. And then Um, in Rudoso, it was kind of the same thing there. You, you get a permit and then you pay taxes. But other than that, like there's really, I'd say they're really friendly towards, um, towards that they expect it. And, um, it works out, you know, it works out well for the city because the city gets money from it, it works well for visit and, um, it works well for me. <laughs> I know Albuquerque, like I know up north 
in different parts of New Mexico, there are different rules. I know Albuquerque and Santa Fe probably have more strict policies, but um, down here in the south, <laughs> less less strict about those kinds of things. Okay, that's great to hear. And are there any tips that you'd like to share to other Airbnb hosts? Can be regarding any topic, anything you'd like to share. If people are interested in this area, um, they're welcome to, I don't know, get a hold of you and contact me or whatever, and I'd love to talk to them. Um, mm -hmm. Anything else regarding your Airbnb host experience that you'd like to share, like some tips? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd say like the the most important thing to me seems like just be really honest in your listing, you know, like because every house has flaws and it, you know, to me, I don't, I mean, maybe some people do, but I don't focus on having a house that is completely perfect in every single way. Like if I buy a house, I buy it because I can see good things about it that, that people will appreciate. And I try to be really, like really honest in the listing about like, you know, there's a wonky floor here or, okay, the ceilings are lower in one spot. Um, just because I don't think people like to be surprised by that. I think they like to know what they can expect. So yeah. Yeah. The key thing to me is like, you know, your house doesn't have to be perfect to host. You just want to be clear about like, okay, this is my house. This is what I, what I can offer you. You know, it might have old carpets or something. <laughs> it doesn't have to be renovated top to bottom, every single mm -hmm. surface brand new. But, um, you know, and that to me also attracts the kind of guests who are like looking for somebody, somebody for something different than like a hotel where every room is exactly the same and exactly perfect. Like it's a unique experience as opposed to just a generic one. Yeah, I agree. And also being honest with your guests will give them no space for complaints about them. Yeah, it cuts down on bad reviews because you can be like, well, it's in the listing. Like, Yeah, right, right, right. So that'd be it for today. Thank you for your time. Okay, thank you. Thank you, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Into the Airbnb. We're looking for hosts and other people in the short-term rental industry to interview. If you have what we need and would like to share your experience in this podcast, please send us an email. All the info is at the end of the description.